Hello, and you're already welcome. Episode 15 of Spraying My Mental Health Podcast. Thanks very much for joining me. So, show notes for this week I've actually written down is December, just in case I forgot. So, yeah, Christmas. A time of love, time of giving, and all that jazz. And, uh, yeah, the tree is up. And I'd love to proclaim that it was done in the spirit of festivity and uh, celebration and flickering lights, but uh, uh, no, it it was fucking wretched, Jesus. Most of the boxes that came out of the attic uh, went straight into the skip, and uh, Jesus, it was a chore. It was a fucking seasonal demand at the end of a long working day, and uh, it took about two and a half hours, and... Yeah, with a two-year-old child, um, you know, coming up to Christmas, this should have been a bit more, uh, bit more pleasant, a bit more enjoyable, a bit more exciting. But uh, no, it uh, it wasn't. Pretty morbid way to kick off the podcast. But uh, no, look, I'm not completely miserable. Uh, I promise, uh, I'm not the dark lord of melancholy when it comes to uh, the Christmas. Uh, when it swings around each year and uh, in fact I rather enjoy Christmas um, yeah I like the buzz um, I like the buzz about the place there's certainly energy wherever you go the lead up to it energy and chaos uh, particularly on the roads don't know if anyone else has noticed that and I'm starting to sound like a granddad now Jesus wept the traffic is atrocious so I'm on the road all day at work, so I noticed this, um, and I noticed a difference at different times of years, at different times of the year, as when the traffic is bad and fucking very bad, and um, yeah, at the moment, it is very bad. So yeah, really obvious ob- observation heading into the episode this week. But uh, just in case you haven't noticed, traffic is pretty chronic everywhere you go. Um, but yeah, Christmas. Um, no, it's not yet. No, there is. There can be a nice vibe about the place, and um, I think for me, Christmas Eve—that's where it's at for me. Uh, marvelous day. Um, always a very pleasant atmosphere about the place, and it isn't quite as manic as um, the days and weeks sort of leading up to it. I presume, probably at that stage, um, most people are kind of sorted, have everything done uh, except for men. Heading into town half for Christmas Eve. Better start getting the Christmas presents. But um yeah, Christmas Eve is where it's at for me. Um I've always had a lovely tradition over the last couple of years. Um I see people I sort of don't really see throughout the year. Um generally in good humour. And uh yeah, it's just a nice atmosphere about the place. Uh Christmas Day, grand till about twenty past one, and uh yeah, usually kinda get a bit claustrophobic, stuck around the house. You're probably starting to piss people off. People are starting to piss you off. Um, you've got Auntie Bridie home from the States for a week and she's trying to recreate Christmas 1986 for everybody. It's not quite happening because everyone wants to do their own thing. But uh, yeah, I've no beef for Christmas Day. It's all right. Um, fuck, that's a really... Uh, a really negative introduction with regard uh, <clears throat> what should be uh, a celebratory time of the year for people. But sure, however, there's no panic. Um, but look, from the perspective of mental health and mental well-being, um, it's it's an interesting one. <clears throat> and 
I know for me, I've 100% experienced bad times at Christmas. Um, and just thinking back over sort of what would have been a really bad period for me. Um, I felt I felt lonely over the years, 100%. Um, I felt distance from family and from friends. And I felt a degree kind of pointless about the whole thing. Pointlessness about the whole thing. And uh, yeah, fucking Captain Buzzkill here. Um, but I think it's it's very much it's a time of year that people are expected to be happy and um, to be excited um, to kind of socialise, to party and all that comes with it. And if you haven't been having the fucking best time of it heading into it right throughout the year, then uh, Christmas music, um, fucking candles in the window, mince pies, all that jazz, it's, uh, it's not going to change things um, just because... And yeah, Jesus, it can be difficult, and I think it's it's certainly something I'm sort of wanted to focus on this week. Anyway, that's for sure. I think I think Christmas in itself, even Christmas Day, it can be demanding, kind of both physically and mentally. Um, like I say, there can be a lot going on. There can be a lot of people about the place. There's kind of people that maybe you don't see quite regularly, um, and you maybe just find yourself a little bit uncomfortable I suppose particularly if it's your own house and you have this influx of people where you're maybe not feeling relaxed around your own house and that's not a good place to start if you if you've any kind of ment- mental health issue or mental illness um, and I think it's something like like everything if you can maybe put a little bit of a prep and a plan in place to sort of help you along the way um, and ensure the day itself and maybe the week or the entire period can be a bit more enjoyable um, so yeah, no, it is. It can be demanding, and I think financially as well. Fuck me, financially it can be cruel, and there's maybe a sense of obligation, um, a kind of compressing demand against your wallet. And I certainly had that last year. Uh, I'd set up my own business, failed spectacularly. Um, and last year I was completely and utterly fucking broke, and it was horrendous. As I said, I've a, I've a young son, young family, and it was fucking horrible. Um, really didn't enjoy last year which is why this year um, I'm quite relaxed I'm pretty chilled out um, busy enough in work as I said kind of getting caught up in a little bit of chaos as I said with traffic and when you work in retail that's going to happen but I'm really chilled out about this Christmas um, I'm, I have a week off I'm looking forward to the time off I'm looking back upon a year with zero regret, um, for the first time in probably 10 years, I'm not looking back in a rearview mirror with dread, with angst, wondering, should I have done this? Should I have done that? Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? I'm looking back in 2018, proud as fuck with everything I've done this year um, and the progress I've made on my own journey mentally. Now, if anyone's listening to that saying, oh, that's fucking great for you, Dave. Aren't you fucking wonderful? Um... No, that that's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is, for the last nine fucking years of my life, I've looked back at the end of the year thinking, you fucking idiot. You should have done this. You fucking gobshite. You're fucking useless. Um, and 12 months have been a culmination of fucking doubt and self-hate. And it's not fucking pleasant. So for once, despite all the fucking good in my life, and there's 98, 99% of good in my life, even over the last nine, ten years, but for once... I'm looking back with fucking practically zero negativity of the year that has just been, um, which is helping me in my planning and preparation for um, 
for Christmas time which with everything I've stated already with a lot of people about the place I can find that very uncomfortable um, and I can maybe a bit fucking socially awkward depending who I'm around but I'm relaxed and I feel ready for it and I'm going to make me I'm going to make my business to enjoy it. Jace is getting a bit older now. Still not quite at the level where he understands what Santa is and all that jazz. But um, he's enjoying the lights and enjoying uh, all that that's going on. The noise that comes with it. Um, and I'm relaxing. Just going to enjoy it. Um, so that's where I'm at. Um, I don't think I meant to lay, lead on to that. For what the fuck was I saying before I... Oh yeah, financially. Sorry, yeah. No, last year it was just tough. And... Um, I think, I know if you kind of say that to someone heading into, oh Jesus, I'm fucking broke, I'm struggling, you'll get the standard answer that, look, it's not about the gifts, it's not about the presents, but look, culturally, it's fucking instilled in us. And the reality is, look, it can be nice to fucking give somebody something, um, even the smallest of gifts, um, just as a thank you to somebody who's maybe helped you out during the year, or been there for you, uh, somebody you respect, somebody you love. Um, and when you're not in a position to do that, it can be disempowering and it's just not fucking nice to be in that position. Um, and that's what I experienced last year. So thankfully, as I said, I'm in a little bit of a better position this year. Would love to be flush with cash, wouldn't we all? Um, it's not an issue for me this year. I'll be not overspending. Um, I'll look after the people I love. Um, but just... Again, look, compared to last year, I'm just pretty relaxed about it. Thankfully, it isn't a worry for me this year. Um, long may that fucking last. Jesus Christ. Um, so, yeah, what are my lessons and my advice and the expectations of Christmas? Fucking Christmas songs. There's one for you. Um, I'm kind of numb to them. Again, as I said, just when you're working all day and you're out there in shops and they're playing all the time, you kind of forget they're playing. Um, but yeah, fucking hymnal me- melodies of fucking tragedy and regret. John Lennon, so this is Christmas. What have you done? Fairy tale New York, Christmas Eve in the fucking drunk tank. Baby, please come home. That was another one. You too. They're singing Deck the Halls, but it doesn't feel like Christmas at all. Fuck me. A marvel collection of tunes altogether. But, um, yeah, they don't bother me, being honest with you. People can be going fucking demented. Oh, I'm sick of listening to it. I, kinda, I don't really hear them. I don't hear them. There's a couple of tunes I do like. Um, if they come on in the old Spotify and some sort of mix, I'll turn it up loud in the car. Um, I'll find myself singing along to one or two. And uh, I'm cool. I'm grand. As you can probably tell, I am seriously fucking relaxed at the moment. It's great. Um, but there you go. So my advice heading into Christmas. Um, yes, yeah, so I was look firstly financially. As I just said, I am probably the worst person in the world to give financial advice to anybody. Um, yeah, look. Obviously, cut your cloth, protect your assets, and uh, yeah, look a bit of plan and preparation. Make a list, break down your expenditure, and don't overspend. Don't look to impress, and uh, that might give you a good foundation and a base to sort of work with over the next week or two. Um, yeah, I am not qualified to give that advice. I worked in a bank, which is pretty fucking scary. Um, <laughs> my God, I like. Oh, my financial literacy is. Um, is atrocious. I'll just fucking spend money if it's there and ah, it's grand, don't worry about it. Three coffees a day. 
fuck me, about 12, 13 euro on coffees every day. I've, thank, I've thankfully culled that and um, worked my way into better habits over the last couple of months. But uh, yeah, look, <laughs> just uh, yeah, don't overspend. Probably my best advice on that. Um, I think socially. Trying to go, I'm just trying to think of sort of practical, really simple advice over the Christmas period. Socially, um, if you're in demand, maybe just pick one or two events, one or two occasions that you're sort of comfortable with and commit to them. And uh, otherwise, don't feel obliged or pressured to kind of follow suit. Having, oh, Jesus, I have to do this, I have to do that. You don't have to fucking do anything. Um, and look, I'll give an example. All my friends do the 12 pubs. Um, they always have great crack. I don't drink. I've never drank there's no fucking way I'd go and do the 12 pubs because I just feel like a plank after about the tour pub. It's just not a night that I'd enjoy. Um, I'd feel a little bit of pressure on myself, not from the guys, not from the lads. They're fucking great. They've never, ever made an issue with me not drinking. Um, but I'm happy enough to leave them to it. Go and enjoy yourself, lads. I'll catch up with you myself over the next couple of weeks. Fucking grand. So do the same yourself. Just mark down one or two, one or two events that you're really looking forward to um, and go and enjoy them. But don't feel obliged that you have to go and do everything on every fucking night over the following three weeks or so that are coming up because it can be a busy time, it can be demanding. And what else? Take time to yourself is a fucking massive one. Take time to yourself. Um, as I said, there'll be a lot of people about the place. You can be going from house to house. There'll be people coming to your house. You'll be stuff on and work. Um, there could be events sort of out, you may be going to different concerts or something even over over the, the next couple of weeks, couple of sort of Christmas events in town or whatever it may be. But take a bit of time to yourself and just do the fucking shit that you, that you enjoy. Um, I know for me, Christmas Day, when kind of dinner is done, everything's settled down, I'll always get out for a walk or go for a run even, um, just for a little bit of time, a little bit of headspace. Um, that works all year round. So um, not just Christmas Day, the days before it, the days after, get out for a walk, get to the gym, go and do your run, do the things you do normally throughout the year just to sort of keep yourself relaxed and keep the head clear. Um, it'll go a long way. Um, go at your own pace. It's saying, look, even if you're going to do a Christmas shop and just go at your own pace, don't panic, just relax. Um, Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, go at your own pace. Um, don't feel you have to fucking keep up with everybody. Don't keep you feel like you need to be pulling people along with you. Just go at your own pace. Let that be that, deep breaths. And uh, yeah, I suppose on top of that, just give yourself a break. Um, you know, if you want that extra mince pie, fucking have it. No better time to have it. Fucking Jesus wept. If ever there was a time to indulge, this is it. Um, so yeah, give yourself a break. You've most likely worked your arse off all year. Um, yeah, just embrace it. Enjoy yourself. And... <sighs> Yeah, I've really taught this through fucking thoroughly, haven't I? Do shit you enjoy. Reading, watching films, board games, fucking computer games, whatever it is. Take time to bleed and do that, whether it's with your cousins or your mates or again by yourself. Make sure you're taking the time to do that. Um, big on my list every year. I always ask for books. I read loads, love books. And I'll always make time, especially with time I've walked, to sort of... Um, to chill out me own a cup of tea and read whatever books I get uh, and it's fucking great again just headspace it's just important Um, look it's all very trivial look think <laughs> big one I know and it does come up a lot family members Um, if they're irritating the shit out of you and I'm just saying this out straight everybody knows somebody you're spending that much time with people someone's going to annoy you you're going to annoy someone Um, 
and rows with family at Christmas. I would imagine from just talking to other people are quite commonplace. Um, if someone's really irritating you, look, just maintain your own standards. Your own standards of self. Don't lower yourself to an argument. You know, just maintain your own standards. Don't lower yourself to pettiness. Um, you're entitled to enjoy yourself as much as anybody. And uh, look, most likely you won't see them for another six months anyway. Um, um, that probably sounds really sinister. It's fucking not. The likelihood of somebody having a row with someone else in your family at Christmas with so many people about is very fucking likely. Um, look after yourself. Don't lower your standards. Don't be petty. And follow the previous steps I've just given in terms of looking after yourself, giving yourself a bit of headspace uh, and getting a bit of time in your own as well. Um, fuck me, that developed. That's a 50 minute... Um, <coughs> rant on Christmas, it wasn't really a rant, it just kind of opened up, it's where the conversation was going, it's uh, it's December, it's on everybody's mind, kind of makes sense, so why wouldn't you talk about Christmas, um, moving on, um, I suppose yeah, happy Christmas, you feel the animal and all that, home alone, there's one for you, yeah, wonderful Christmas movie, we all fucking love it, RT rocked the thing out in August this year, fucking August, watching Home Alone, Still putting bleeding sun cream on. Absolute nonsense. Anywho, it wouldn't work today. There's no way Home Alone would work today. Uh, two words, Wi-Fi. <laughs> um, mobile phones. Um, fucking doorbells with bleeding cameras on them. Neighbourhood watch. All that jazz. 9-11 would, would have affected the whole check-in process at the airport. There's no way they would have even got on the plane without fucking noticing Kevin was gone. Never would have walked. Um, Home Alone. It is recognised as a flawless production. There you have it. Uh, and it is. It's almost a perfect movie. There's not too many holes you can pick in that film. Um, obviously my age, 34. So I think it came out in 1990. It would have been 6 or 7 when it came out. Um, I've grown up with it. Like everywhere. I fucking love it. I'm not going to spend time on the podcast giving out about Home Alone. It's fucking epic. Um, even the second one was rather enjoyable lost in New York that could probably still happen in fairness fuck me it's a big place but yeah Home Alone yeah I'm not messing around with Home Alone I'm not no I'm not going forward with Home Alone the podcast I don't want to do anything that could do with fucking doing injustice to uh, one of the greatest movies of our fucking childhood so I'm leaving it there I'll be watching Home Alone at some point over Christmas So life skills week five. Um, if if you listened to last week's episode, which was very well received, thanks for your feedback. It was a bit wild. Um, there was all sorts of crazy shit going on last week. If you haven't heard it, please do go back. It involved Mel Gibson and me stripping in a public toilet. Um, just to give you some context on that. Um, yeah, uh, go back and listen to it. But uh, just. On the life skills, if you did miss last week's episode, I just wasn't feeling it for week four. Um, mentally, I was a bit drained, and um, I just wasn't present with what we were going through. But heading into week five, uh, I was back in the game. I was a bit more focused, a bit more determined. I did my homework to catch up, got the work done, and had a bit more mental vibrancy heading into uh, heading into the class on Wednesday night. Um, but fuck me, it was tense. Jesus, it was tense. Um, and 
the reason this was probably the first time where we were sort of honed in on an individual basis kind of working on our own with a very personal problem so up until now there was a lot of kind of theoretical practice where you were given a problem to work with and it wasn't necessarily your problem it was just something that was brought up and we kind of worked at it in groups but this was the first time we really bet it down on something that was very personal to us and uh and yeah you could fucking sense the unease in the room and for me i felt there was something fucking poignant about that because i think for a lot of people in the rooms about 20 people this was maybe the first time in their lives they were facing up to something head on and um, and with respect to that it's not fucking easy Um, i mean for some people this six-week program is, is potentially the greatest step in terms of positive mental health and its progression that they've made to date and I mean the theory, the thought process and the work of the self that is required for progression it can be quite gripping and quite overwhelming so to put that into practice for the first time in a classroom full of other people while you're working on your own like that's fucking intense and um, I just felt a fucking healthy respect for everybody in the room so like fucking fair play um, and what I've learned, and sorry, just if if you've missed any of this, um, I'm currently doing a six week program with Aware. It's uh, life skills, it's cognitive cognitive behaviour uh, therapy, which is, I suppose, look at basically the practice of acknowledging your thoughts, taking ownership of your thoughts, um, and and dealing with them controlling your thoughts which in effect will control your actions and therefore you're in control that's a very layman's term explanation yeah no it does make sense um so over the past five weeks or so um i've been working on this i've done it before on my own but i just what i'm loving about this is just because i have to be there at a certain time in a certain place and uh, on a certain night uh, I'm there, I'm present, and I'm doing the work um, as if I'm in school and it's fucking homework and I have to do it. But um, I've been really enjoying it. What I've found, whilst my self-awareness is quite strong, I find the progression for me is that I'm 100% more honest in critical analysis and detailed analysis um, of particular avenues that I'm dealing with. So, for example... Um, we were asking one of the workouts to rate our behaviour in a particular way. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. So there was a list of about 10 questions and I suppose the best way to explain it was, do you do, what way do you do this? Answer from one to five. One is, you know, you don't really have a problem. Five is, you have a fucking serious problem, mate. And some of the questions I was sort of, I know... Six months ago, I'd have read it and said, "Ah, oh, no, I'm only a one. I'm grand. That does that doesn't affect me." But I just found, in answering these questions that are very personal, I was one hundred percent. I was sort of answering with integrity. I suppose was the best way to explain it, and it was just like, "Listen, mate, you're a fucking five here. This is a problem, and this is a fucking problem. We need to walk through it." And and again, just quietly, really fucking happy with myself, whilst slightly uncomfortable at the prospect that. But this particular area I'm a fucking prick and I need to improve greatly um, very happy and very proud that I was fucking honest enough to answer it the way it should have been answered
uh, and stare the problem right in the face and make a decision to do something about it. Um, and look, I'm sorry, I'm not giving really detailed sort of um, a, a detailed analysis of the actual questions because look, some of them are just really, really personal stuff that. Well, number one, I don't bother the fucking tits out It's only relevant to my life, but just stuff that's really, really personal to me. I'm very open about my mental health, but there's a couple of things. Obviously, it doesn't have to be a confession. I don't have to be open 100% about everything, and there's just one or two things that I answered that were a big step for me in terms of my own journey and my own progress, and I'm just not quite comfortable just putting it out there. That's all. But it made sense to me and I was really happy that I was honest enough to answer it the way I should have answered it. And the next stage of this now is for me is just breaking that down bit by bit, taking one chunk of this problem, um, working with it and then moving on to the next chunk. Um and that's the kind of that's the calm sort of approach I'm trying to take to this. Um and you can probably tell I feel very relaxed. I think it's coming across in my entire demeanour in the podcast and uh, that's where I'm at um, I'm in a fucking good place in life and this shit has really helped me so um, yeah go and check them out if you're interested in doing the course I think I wear run these quite regularly they're running different venues across Dublin and across the country so just, I just found it on the website just Aware Ireland and you can see their events page and the different programs that they run I'd highly recommend it look it's free um, it's one night a week um, you've nothing to lose absolutely nothing to lose so go and check it out and uh, as soon as I finish this I'll have Wednesday nights free I'm going to look for something else to do along the same lines just to keep this momentum going and just keep working on myself keep working on myself and uh, make my mind hard to break and that's where I'm at with it so yeah there Jesus nearly half an hour in that's great I love when that happens I love when it happens, I look at the timer and it's like, yeah, Jesus, I've just filled a lot of air, air a lot of airspace and there's nothing worse. You feel you've been, Jesus, I nearly have a full episode done here, this is great. And then you look and there's like two minutes in, it's like, ah, oh, feck. But, uh, yeah, all is good. Um, so, yeah, the final week, we're heading, obviously, yeah, <laughs> week five. Week six is the final week heading into this and I'd imagine... Um, heading into the last week it'll be heavy enough uh, in detail once again and I'm kind of looking forward to it as I said week four I just wasn't feeling it I was a bit apprehensive after it I was a little bit lost and I got the bounce back this week and I'm looking forward to next week um, to kind of see what's coming next and how the process can evolve again and uh, yeah that's where I'm at happy days Um, I've gone into a lot of detail there but it's grand. That's what this podcast is for. So, um, yeah, look, that's, that is what it's for. I'm kind of pausing a lot tonight. I didn't really have a lot planned, being honest with you. Um, which maybe isn't a bad thing. I think sometimes if I have a lot to speak about, may, maybe means I've had a heavy week and I've a lot to get off my chest. And this week, the only thing that really came into my mind was um, Christmas <laughs> and, uh, and the life skills. So, yeah, there's not a lot in my mind. I'm, I'm pretty chilled out, which is great. Um, and I hope that can, I hope you can pick up on that and uh, take something from it as well. So, happy days. Um, 
what else is going on? I am, I do have an element of it. I, am, I have a bit of excitement within me because uh, I'm currently halfway through uh, another fine production from Nordic Noir, which is uh, a Swedish crime thriller. Um, spoke a few weeks ago about True Detective, one of the one of my favourite programmes, um, some of the best writing I've ever seen on screen. Anything produced by Nordic Noir is uh, up there as well. Um, I'm currently watching Modus, which is a it's Swedish and it's just oh it's fucking marvellous. Any of these set in Scandinavia is always set in the winter when it's fucking snowy and ice and freezing and you feel like you have to wrap yourself up in a blanket while you're watching it on the DVD player. Yeah, I still watch DVDs, don't judge. Um I like I like a book. I like the um I like the physical feel. I like opening the box, I like putting it in, I like playing my DVD. And I never have streaming issues. You just press play and it fucking works. Happy days. Everyone's happy. Um so yeah, Scandinavian grams. If you haven't checked them out already, two of my favourites today: The Killing, not the English one. This is the original one, and uh, the Danish version, and also The Bridge. Same again, sort of based in Denmark and Sweden. Slow, um, sort of slow progressions. These kind of dark themes, uh, a world of flawed heroes, all crime thrillers. Some of the best acting I've ever seen. So The Killing um, is an actress called Sophie Grabal. She plays um, lead detective called Sarah Lund. Just this fucking obsessive cop. Um, neglects everything um, in her family life. Everything's going on. She's just obsessed with the job. Um, a, a similar a similar theme to any kind of detective um, story. But, jeez, it was a slow burn. It was 20 episodes. I think the first came out in 2007. The first series had 20 episodes, so that's a big commitment. But a uh, wonderful storyline, wonderful progression. The pace is slow, but it's perfectly timed. And, um, yeah, highly recommend. It's just, it's one of them. You know when you find a series you're watching, you finish, ah, oh, jeez, I'll just watch one more. Suddenly it's 20 past three in the morning, you're up in three hours for work. That's how good it is. Um, and same with the bridge. Um, similar, you've got a lead character, female. Um, oh, what's her name? Saga Norlin. Saga Norlin is the name of the character in the actual program. I don't know the actress's name, but she, oh, she's incredible. She just holds the whole thing together. Um, so the bridge is basically, um, they find a body on the on the bridge that links Sweden and Denmark. And the body is on the border, so half the body is on them in Danish land, half the body is on Swedish land. So the Danish cops and the Swedish cops have to come together to uh, to work this out, find the killer. And uh, from the off, it's fucking spectacular. Um, Sagan Ireland, she has it's not autism, Asperger's, and the way they portray her character is. Love is the law. That law is the law. There's no compassion, and very little understanding and acknowledgement of human emotion. It's just the facts are the facts, and she's gonna find them, and she plays this role spectacularly. Um, and she's the Swedish cop, the Danish cop. Martin is Martin. It's sorry. It's been about three or four years since I've seen the four series, and it obviously has changed. It's onto the fourth one at this stage, but it's a wonderful relationship between the two of them. Um. It's almost like a father-daughter relationship, but it's brilliant right from the off. 
there's a little bit of tension between the Danish cops and the Swedish cops, bit of competition. Um, like we're gonna, I'm gonna solve this. No, you're not. I'm not. And I thought, imagine that in Ireland, fucking a body found on the border of bleeding some some town on either side of a bridge. It's like, ah, oh, fuck that lad. You can bleed and solve that. No, <laughs> no, you do it. I'm busy. But um, yeah, same. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, the bridge. And there's actually the bridge itself. <laughs> it's worth watching just for the footage of the bridge. Um, we've been very fortunate. We've been in Denmark a couple of times. Um, been there with Shells a few times. We played in, played against Bromby in what was the UEFA Cup in 2001. Spent a week in Copenhagen. That was fucking marvellous. Went back then. Been back a few times up in Odense. At the drive then, drove across the bridge. The Arlesund Bridge, it's 12 kilometres long. It connects Denmark and Sweden. Eight kilometres of it is a bridge. It ends in an artificial island called uh, Peberholm. The Peberholm. <laughs> yeah, wonderful pronunciation. The Peberholm. It's an artificial island. But this is brilliant. Because it's been fucking untouched since the building of this. Since it was built. It's uh, developing flora and fauna. It makes it a fucking porn site for biologists. Um, over 500 species of plants and a shitload of boars that you can't find anywhere else. So who says we're fucking around with nature? But uh, anywho, the bridge on the island, it stops and it goes underground then. And uh, it's a mix of a tunnel and a bridge. You can't walk it, unfortunately. Um, remember last time I was there, I was hoping I could walk it. Um, one of the big challenges I'd love to do, I'd love to run from fucking Copenhagen to Stockholm. That just came into my head a couple of weeks ago I thought that'd be fucking deadly and I was like I could run across the bridge and I can't you're not allowed to run across the bridge you'd have to go further up get the ferry over to Malmo and uh, yeah wouldn't work but definitely something to consider a few years down the line and have a little bit of freedom Um, where was I going with all that oh yeah look the bridge is fucking deadly 12k long what more can I say connects two countries Um, just go and google it looks class and that led me on to actually there's another thing all these crazy challenges that I do that uh, yeah running marathons and all that a couple of years ago um, I undertook the challenge along with a friend we had to pick a couple of different things to do and uh, one of them was uh, I, I decided to learn Danish for a month and uh, yeah so Danish is one of the most fucking complex languages um, for anybody to grasp even people from Denmark will tell you it's a rather difficult language um, to really pick up, even if, never mind just deciding one day that, uh, oh yeah, I think I'll learn Danish. Um, there's three or four different dialects, there's a lot of pronunciation differences compared to other Scandinavian languages. There's a large vowel in, inventory, something like fucking 31 vowels or something, all with, diff, all with various pronunciations and changings along the way. It's quite a difficult language. I did it for a month and I actually learned a fucking shitload and like so many things in my life, just as I was getting half decent, I let it slide. Um, and it was deadly because I learned enough that when I was watching a couple of the Scandi documentaries or the thrillers or these series, I was starting to pick up in a couple of words without looking at the subtitles and I was getting excited about it. And uh, yeah, it fell by the wayside, unfortunately, but... Um, if that's the worst thing that ever happens to me in life, so be it. I'll be grand. Um, yeah, so look, we're there. 35 minutes gone. Uh, the Bridge, The Killing and Modus. Um, Nordic Noir website. Go and check it out. Scandinavian crime thrillers. They're fucking fantastic. Um, 
put them on your Christmas list for next year. Probably too late now. Santa has your list. Um, you can't change it. You can't alter it. But uh, listen, thanks very much for listening. That's after flying in. Happy Christmas. Life skills covered. Christmas covered. Scandy crime. crime. Scandy crime thrillers covered. Um, I'm pretty fucking chilled out for the sixth or seventh time. Thanks for listening iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening to it, leave some feedback, subscribe to the podcast, share it with your mates, um, follow me on Instagram, performance underscore doc doc, and um, if you have any questions, any feedback, send it in to me. Thanks very much for listening. Talk to you next week.